Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the uh, Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, Star Wars edition. We haven't been around for a little. Matt, was uh, you ended up being fancy because European. Oh, yes. my goodness. That was a joke. <laughs> but, yes, you were on vacation, so we are back. And there wasn't too many books that came out anyway. But we're going to get back in the swing of things talking about bounty hunters. And I wasn't going to mention it, but I will because it was pretty big having Luke in the Dr. Afra. We'll Mm -hmm. end up having that next week as we go forward. But we have Bounty Hunters, Star Wars Bounty Hunters, number 34, written by Ethan Sachs, Paola Villanelli, and Arif Prianto on Colors Letters by DC's Travis Lanham. It is in the crosshairs of Inferno Squad Part 2. Me and you were talking beforehand about a ton of things, but one Mm -hmm. of the things we talked about was the idea of this book is resetting. You're going to get rid of some of the squad. We're going to end up supposedly adding boba fett we're kind of getting to that point here you're going to go forward with it the big play though is the inferno squad it's weird though by the end i'll ask you if you felt it was weird the idea that it's just like hey we just need to get some memories from you but we're not going to kill you or yeah, no you're you're fine you're fine yeah <laughs> isn't that weird yes the whole weird. play i thought well aren't they gonna have to oh they're just gonna leave them there and just as an aside the, the memories are still there for now, but they'll eventually just, but we're going to leave right now. We're, <laughs> we're going to head over a here. fate so. worse than death. Memory. Yeah. Of so I, I think that maybe some of the, and I said at one point I was joking that I thought if it was me and I was balanced, I might want to get rid of some of this awful memory stuff, but we do see that there's some important things for him. And you would guess that you don't want to be like, what would happen? Like if all the memories are taken, would you just be, like, how much of a clean slate would you be? Would you have to relearn everything? It'd be weird, but yeah. here we go. Here we go. I don't think we'll ever get to that point. I think that they will fix it to a point where he'll get rid of some things like his empire girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She is out, I She's got to go. Yeah. The dreaded Inferno squad has tracked down Tonga's bounty hunter crew in their hunt for balance. The cyborg may have witnessed and thus inadvertently recorded in his cerebral processor implant Secret Imperial Intelligence on the Construction of a New Death Star. Spoiler to the Empire, they already know about this. Like, this is not going to help. That's Maybe something like that will come up because the Princess Leia, they already know about the second Death Star, mm-hmm. the new Death Star. But maybe the Inferno Squad, they're just set up to be the fall guys and gals because when that whole thing goes down, I think they might get blamed. Like, we we thought you got rid of those clans. You should have killed them. Then maybe that'll be. But one way or another, squad leader, Eden Brasia. Now, does that name... I I, I swear that's the first time I've read that name. Maybe not. (laughs) This is the problem with this book a bit right now and why we need a bit of a reset because there's a lot of things being thrown in here that I'm not really familiar with having read the book. But it's determined to make sure... That information is deleted from existence. Her team has already taken down two of the most formidable bounty hunters, Tonga and Forlom. On Karelia, the Unbroken Clan's leader, Vukra, is besieged by enemies from within. Her crime syndicate attempting to seize the throne, but the danger intensifies with the arrival of assassin droid IG-88, who is out to collect an imperial bounty on Vukra's head. Remember that as well. On Vukra's head, 
that seems to be small print that IG-88 is either going to get confused with or it just is nonsense. I will say column A, <laughs> column B. But you end up where you do see, and I, I like the way that Ethan Sachs sets this up. You're going to be playing with the idea of Valance losing his memories. I think Ethan Sachs realizes that most of the, me included, think that there's not been a good memory. For, because really, since Valance has shown up and we've been reading all the books with him, he hasn't had many good times. And no. even like just imagine when he thinks back at the good old days, it's when he was on, you know, a pilot for the Empire. And then they told him, you're not going to be a pilot and we're going to give you real shady tech to get moving. So what does he have to really care? You have to set up something that he'll care about. So you have that tension. And it's, you know, thinking back at his parents. And his mom helping him. He had a little, you know, rocket ship toys like Eric Shea over here playing <laughs> with his, you know, action figures. And, oh, mom, you know, this broke. His dad's like, you know, get your head out of the clouds, jerk. You're going to be in the mines <laughs> like me. It, it ends up, it's almost it's... like Zoolander in my mind where, where you end up, oh, what, you want to be a model? You're not a miner like me. <laughs> it's a little forced, but it works. Of course and it's forced. Yeah. He's not going to. It has the force. He ends up where, you know, he's not going to want to forget. Why? But if he ends up like really being able to pick and choose and he's like, get rid of that part with my dad, but keep yeah, just my erase mom him. being nice to me. I, I don't <laughs> need the dad nonsense. Like, give me that. But that is a memory, obviously, to say that there were good times in some things, even in a mining planet yeah there were like refugees or miners or something crazy yeah, it going didn't on look like there was a lot of fun memories Not a lot there, of happiness he wouldn't want to forget his mom i guess or i'm sure his dad too and that dad looks like he gets a little rough sometimes too yeah the dad stands he does I, I, maybe it's like also <laughs> i'm there and it's like he's got a world war one like helmet dude yeah it's bad uh yeah he probably gets handsy <laughs> probably gets drunk at night so you end up where then you go back to Valance, and he was thinking of this and whatnot, but they're also trying to fix the Edgehog. Another thing that he probably want to forget is anybody by the name of Bosk. Like, yep. he does not like, Bosk doesn't like him. I really thought, and you almost get it by the end, it was going to be that classic. You know, hey, Bosk, I hate you. Well, Bosk hates you too, Valance. But the minute that they're both attacked, that you see that they're more like brothers that have been mm -hmm. fighting. You don't really get that. I would have liked to have seen that, though. Yeah, that mm -hmm. would have been cool. Like, the idea of, listen, I hate Valance, but he's kind of my guy, so yeah. you're not allowed to hate him. Screw you. It's like when a buddy's yelling about his girlfriend or wife. you got to watch what you say. Yeah. Because, like, oh, she's a this and that and the other thing. Once you agree, the tables turn. And it gets, it gets ugly. So yes. You have that, though. But in the meantime, we said you're going to be resetting things. We already knew. That, you know, Tasu, some of these characters, Tasu Leach is going to leave this book at some point anyway. We already have that set up. He goes off to start his own deal, join that one clan. So they just do it here. It's like, I'm out of here. I'm going to leave. I need to do things. And then really throws it back at him like, you guys are all racist jerks. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty much really, true. It is. He was made to go against his own people, his own clan. And he didn't like it. He didn't like it then. But he's going to go off now and do his own thing. Again, that's kind of been set up. So you're going to have to do that eventually. Uh, the big play here, though, is that the, the deal is, okay, well, you're going to go. Well, I need you. 
to kind of take some things from you because you end up having Tonga send Lasha, ends up shooting her and, and, you know, knocking her out so that she can be taken by Tasu and get out of danger. So she's out of the book. But in the meantime, I mean, while this is going on, you do end up having, you know, a bunch of the crazy things happening where the Inferno squad is coming to get the, you know, just the memories, it seems, to wipe the memories off of Valance. So we're going to deal with that as well. But when we go to Vukura, who we've been following for quite some time, IG-88 shows up, and we had already seen Vukura was yelling, all these people want to take over. She's sitting there, you know, like a bad <laughs> butt in that. She's still there in that I love chair. that position. She's, yeah. she's like Conan, and half the things of a Conan cover yeah. in there with the one leg draped over the... It works when you're there and people are feeding you grapes and you're drinking wine. She's just sitting there like that. <laughs> but it's a big, big throne, though. But IG Idiot, who's there, says, all right, I'm going to kill all of you. You are Vukra. You are going to be taken out. I have a bounty for you and the Unbroken Clan. Vukra then just says, well, because we know this, she kind of relinquished the head of the, she said, these other guys were talking a bunch of smack. She says, fine, you guys are the leader. Just as IG-88 shows up, and now we're going to get small print. IG-88 is there for already, you know, to go with Marvel, sins past here. The, the idea that Vukra and the, um, they, they're like war criminals. They were dealing with the Crimson Dawn. They end up having this deal. So the bounty's on them. Vukra just says, well, I'm no longer the leader, so I get to walk free. Yep. And then says to IG-88, you have the sensors, you can tell. It's it's the thing that Superman does at DC, where he listens to the heartbeat. He can tell people lying. I don't know that I'd love it for a droid, but still. It's like a lie detector, I guess. Yeah, measuring the deal. That's all it is. She probably has like a quarter in her shoe. I heard that's like the way to do it. You have some like thing that like pokes at your foot or that. I don't know. Oh. But yeah, I heard something like that. I don't even ask me why I was trying to look at how to fake a lie detector test. Because <laughs> you're but, married to Tanya. Yeah. The next thing I'm on Maury, <laughs> who's the father. I'm like, oh, no, I can't fake the DNA test. But you end up where Vukra is just saying, I'm not guilty because all that stuff that I did, it doesn't matter because now I am part. Uh, I'm not part of them. Yep. I, and also I denounced the Crimson Dawn. That doesn't work. That, that, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, I said, I mean, to go to the extreme, <laughs> if I'm going to go there, that's like Hitler. You know, all of a sudden at the end of World War II, he doesn't kill himself. He just waits there. And then when the Allied troops come, he says, oh, get this. I'm no I'm longer no affiliated. I'm no longer a Nazi. Yep. I decided to say no to them, goring over, you know, what? they're, they're the party now. I, I stepped down and I denounced all that. Hey, let's go. No. That's not how it works. It's still a crime that was committed. Yeah. He's yeah. there. He's there to stop and, <laughs> and to get the bounty for what was already done. It, it's not like he says, I'm here to break up. And even so, if he came and said, I'm here to just take down the, the kid, I still think he would do this to Vukra. The only because thing he would I just can, think that it doesn't matter. What, I, like, <sighs> she, she called him. So maybe there was a conversation around that in the background. Like, don't arrest me or don't kill me. But, but why? It, it's weird. You I wouldn't don't even have to go through this whole, you know, but, and get, get this then. Like my classic Hitler analogy. Yes. When IG88 does take care of all of this, then Vukra and Hitler said, oh, you know what? I think I'm back now because I wanted to start this all over from the ground floor Fresh anyway. Start. 
And that's all it is. It's a fresh start. She does say fresh start, too. She does, and I laugh. This whole book <laughs> is about making a new fresh start. Fresh start. <laughs> it, it's just to wipe what we had clean because it got a little convoluted. It got a little away from some things. And I think the sales are going down a little. So you have to add, you know, like Valance and, you know, Tonga and Bob. That's the classic team. You're going to add Boba Fett. So you're going to have some cool things going on there. And then just in the meantime, let's get this whole clan stuff that is so way out of hand. Cadelia's off doing her thing anyway. And hey, let's just start this anew. But it's like it's like meet the new boss, same as the old boss, the quote mm-hmm. to who. Mm-hmm. It's just like a little bit of small print to finagle this. So IG88 does the dirty work, and that's what they do. And she's like, oh, fresh start. And I, I just even like that where IG88's like, what did you get out of the transaction? A fresh start. Fresh start. All right. I mean, I guess maybe you can – even if it was like – Okay, she set this up, but why go through these steps? It's weird steps she went through, but it's a fresh start. We go back to <laughs> Bosk and Valance who are just screaming and yelling at each other, and that's when they end up getting attacked. They end up getting attacked. They think that it's Tonga and Forlam. Oh, my God, here they come. No, it's not them. It ends up being, you know, this squad. And then it's just a big fight. I mean, it is just a fight, but by the end, you really do have the play where, you know, first off, the big play is uh, Jayla, the girlfriend from the Empire. She set this up. She's mm-hmm. wondering, oh, no. So he's upset. That's a reason for him to maybe want that out of his mind. But really, by the end, it's like, we're going to kill everybody unless you give us your memories. We like, OK, well, we'll do it. And then the most horrific thing, when they do press that button and say, I'm sorry, and he's all electrocuted, it looks disgusting, right? Yeah, well, it's like mouth opens up and stuff. It's gross. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. but I didn't like it. They say it's it, this is the best. This is almost like, all right, Matt, me and you, we're going to do this thing, this plan. We're going to we're going to blow up all these. And then we set a three day timer. There's there's no reason for that. Some, they're like, OK, well, well, it's done within a day. Maybe two all traces of his memory will be gone. The, the, that's the messed up part. So he he never cared about these memories. He, he didn't, didn't even know, know he had half them. Of them. Yeah. So he wouldn't have known to access them. Now he knows to. He has two days to do it. He's going to tell everybody They're And they're almost saying that he couldn't access them. But we know that he should be able to. That's it. He still can so, now. So they tell him. He has something that the Empire wants to destroy, but then leave it with them. This, again, you want to go things. This is where I lost my mind at the beginning of Jerry Maguire back in the day where they fired Jerry Maguire and let him sit in that office recruiting everybody <laughs> yeah. in the whole office. I'm like, get that guy out. You know, they always take you right out. On. Yeah. yeah. They would tell you to go somewhere first, tell you what's going on. You're fired and then escort you to yep. the door. Yep. Uh, and you can't be, so now we have Jerry Maguire in this joint because <laughs> they just told him he has, he didn't know. And I like, you know, I don't mind that. It was subconscious. He did, no matter if you looked or not, it was recording. Well, now he knows that he has some really big info and he's got two days, one or maybe two days to get it done with. That's weird, right? I mean, that is very odd. They should have just killed him, but, or, or taken him under supervision at the very least. Yeah, they should have grabbed him, never said anything, and maybe, you know, he breaks out. Or you could even have the idea, if they did take him, maybe that would be the setup for Tonga to say, crap, we got to get Boba Fett in this, you know, get the old squad back. Valance deserves this. You could even have Bosk at that point say, hey, I hate the guy, but he doesn't deserve it. You're right. But that's all it is. It's the idea where 
his memories might be gone soon and it's really just a reset you have these resets going on you have things going and the idea of tasu he's leaving and he's going to take lasha because what they're doing is is going to end up getting lasha killed i think that tonga is basically like she is turning into a murder machine like she has a taste for blood we got to get her out of here yeah and so she's going off and you know, it's one of those that she's doing it because she loves her, but she's going to be pissed. I don't know if Lasha at one point will try to get back, but it seems like Tonga's really saying like she wouldn't be able to. Like there's no way that she'll be able to do anything anyway. I just want her to be safe. And yeah, so it's set up to have this new start, but, uh, you know, Valance might lose his memories. Tonga kind of just lost her, might lose you know all deal with lasha but they're doing this to get to their next mission and to do this stuff and boba fett's going to show up so we'll see how that is and it says next issue a new mission an old enemy boba fett so they'll probably go after boba fett fight him a little bit but then they're going to go after him for some reason and you know get a bounty on him and stuff like that but maybe he'll join up maybe you'll get some others but i mean to think of boss and Forlom, you know, and, you know, all these going after Boba, it's pretty cool because everybody's probably pissed that, you know, oh, look at big, you know, hoity-toity Boba Fett. Let's take him down. And then maybe we'll even get Dengar. Yep, Dengar's out there I don't somewhere. know what the hell Dengar's doing right now. Buying more toilet paper to wrap around his head. But yeah, <laughs> Dengar was a big deal and really he sold them out. So I, I really want to get back to that. And maybe this will be the setup too. kind of, okay. We tied into a bunch of things that let's let's get back to a cool book, bunch of action and stuff like that. So we had we talked about it with Afra, and even going with Luke in this uh, you know issue we'll talk about next week. It does seem like a lot of fresh starts going on that they end up realizing okay we need to get people back on because I think they've lost a bunch of people, especially on these two kind of side books, this yep. and Afra. We talked about it. I said I wouldn't mention it, but the idea there's a lot of Star Wars books out there. And I think they do have to step it up with these main ones that we end up doing to get people, you know, excited about it as well. So we'll see how it goes. The Darth Vader and the Star Wars, the proper one, those keep selling because of what they are. But these need a little push. Mm-hmm. Having Boba Fett in the cover might do it. Hopefully, you know, it's a plan to keep things going pretty good. What would you give this? I'd give this one a solid seven. Yeah, I'm a seven. Around. I'm a seven. I, the art's okay. It's the standard art. You yeah, know, it's, it's the same artist you like. get every uh, yeah. month. So it's, it's okay. It, it always is a little bit muddy it's uh, the, at points. The problem is Tasu looks like Tonga, who also looks like one of the Inferno squad it's members. True. So they, they all look alike. They I get, mean, it's confusing. It's funny. They might be even poking fun at the deal because at one point when you know that these people – no Tonga, but yet she's just there with the hoodie on, like, hey, Tonga, what up? Oh, no. Like, maybe they're playing with the idea that they do look so much alike, but Tasu yeah. looks just like him, too. Yep. I thought, you know, for the longest time, it didn't even connect in my mind, Tasu, <laughs> with what we saw. I'm like, hey, what's she up to? Yep. And it was only because the the art, but it's okay. The balance stuff's usually pretty good, but some of it, I don't know, some of this feels maybe a little rushed, but still the same. It's what we did. Inferno Seven Squad is boring, still. so I'm ready to. Yeah, move we on didn't to the even know thing. them. I, they were never set up. They they seem like it was going to be like this thing, like oh my god, this will be the next Knights of Ren. Oh my god! But and the Inferno Squad that sounds cool. Wouldn't you think that the Inferno Squad would at least have flamethrowers of some yeah, type or some sort of like that. fire like some branding, weapon? Right? Yeah, some flames on them. They they have just you know, they're kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are. I thought they'd be kind of cool, but. 
Now, I guess it's weird, too. It's like the Inferno Squad in a book with a bounty hunter team. They have these things like some things do get lost in the shuffle. Like if this was the Inferno Squad and they were just going after Luke Scott, it would be so much different. Oh, my God, the Inferno Squad. But when they're there and you've already seen all these and we're dealing with a bounty hunter team anyway, it just kind of gets lost in the shuffle. It's just more of the same. So that's a shame. But they should have a flamethrower. That's what they should. And they should like yell like burn in hell or something. That's their god, right? They should yeah. have a catchphrase. And they're real sloppy with it and stuff is catching on fire all around. Or like you have the leader and like, all right, what are we going to do? We're going to go get lit. Like, that yep. would be cool. <laughs> I'm glad me and you don't write the book. <laughs> catchphrases. And then all of a sudden, somebody's calling Valance Jerry Maguire out of nowhere. And also, <laughs> you know, Hitler references that everybody loves. Yeah. So all Timely. in all, seven out of ten. But yeah, some of the things just... and. They do feel forced. You even said, yeah, they feel that. And so if you're going to force something like this, I hope that the plan is solid going forward. If you're going to force to something, hopefully the something with the kind of getting back to basics gets us fired up because we've, we've gone up and down with this book. We usually do like it enough, but I want to be like back to, man, I can't wait for the next issue of this. And I haven't been like that for a lot of the Star Wars books in quite some time. So we'll see. Hopefully this does it. We'll be talking about Afro next week, as we said, and that has Luke in it. So that ups the ante as well. Don't love the interaction between Afro and Luke as much, but mm-hmm. it's still pretty cool. And I wish that R2 got involved a bit more. R- yeah, R2, he got sidelined. I'm telling you, he got sidelined, but you're really setting up that feud between R2 and Afro, which is pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> and she likes those kill droids. She don't like the R2 because he talks nope. back. But yeah, we'll, we'll be there. And I'm even looking at... Uh, coming up and you know you have the yoda book and some of these books people may really like that's not i'm not saying they're bad it's just you're you're kind of getting a lot of books now the son of staros book which i don't like at all the darth vader black white and red which is just a side thing the yoda the lando it's a return of the jedi lando book coming up you have those and you didn't like the silent Ewoks uh, anniversary no, issue? No, i did not enjoy that i saw <laughs> some people it's one of those issues that if you end up reviewing it and saying you don't like it, you're just going to be, you're going to look like a miserable prick. As, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm like, I didn't like it, but I'm not saying anything about it. <laughs> I'm just going to go with the flow. But whatever. I saw Should there have been saying, a writing credit on that? Probably not. No. Right? Well, no. I guess in the thing you're telling the artist what eh. to do. But you could maybe, <laughs> what you should do in those is like, if it's somebody you've worked with before, you're like, you know what I do. Yeah. Just go and do that. I could imagine it's like Ewok walks across Rome. Ewok eats berries. Uh, there you go. Writing credit. <laughs> That's when you, you need some extra bucks. You, you do that. You mail that one in. But that is that. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week, obviously, I said, with the APRA and whatever else comes out. Matt said that he thinks that the regular Star Wars issue mm-hmm. may come out. So we'll be doing that and APRA next week on our regular time, too. This was a couple of days late because of our scheduling and stuff like that. So we'll be back doing that next week but thanks everybody thanks matt for joining me and we will talk to you all next week you are all weirdos weird science is the revolution weird science is the revolution